Well, welcome to our uh, Q&A portion. It's, uh, uh, I'm so used to <clears throat> Pastor Nathan doing it, and he does such a good job. I'm, I've got some big shoes to fill, but uh, it's a pleasure to share this stage with, with my son and with uh, my fellow pastor, <clears throat> Pastor Bev. And uh, just before I get into the questions, Nathan, I really sense a, a Daniel anointing on you. And I was, I was reading in Daniel where it said that in every matter of wisdom and understanding in which the king questioned them, he found Daniel and his friends 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. And then the king had said to Daniel, he said, oh, oh Daniel, chief, chief of, the mus- of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy God is upon you. And so I just really feel that, that anointing on you, that you have that Daniel anointing to um, be in an area that is not where most of us would want to go or would go. But uh, we just, if you guys remember, just continue to keep Nathan and his team in prayer because they do get into some very intense situations. So, okay, um, without further ado, um, a question for you. So many of us, may never be called to uh, cast evil spirits out of or, or to cleanse haunted houses and, and stuff, but how, what are some examples of how we may be engaged in spiritual warfare in our own uh, families or, or in, in people we know? What, what are some examples of that? Um, uh, for me, even though it's not as uh, overt as casting out demons from haunted houses, we live in a fallen world which means things like division, selfishness, greed, are all part of the fallen kingdom. They're all things that won't exist in heaven once we go to heaven. So there are times where we experience that in our homes and it's not just based on our own fallibility as humans, but it's based on what the enemy's trying to do to bring division into our home. And that is spiritual warfare. That's deciding to stand up and say, no more division, there's no more strife. And of course, we're, we're going to get into it with our spouses as, as long as we're married. We're, we're going to get it after each other. But there are times where it's very clear that it's not just the normal amount of relationship tension. So that would be my answer, that we're all called to spiritual warfare in, in that way in particular. Or there's times where you might be at work and you just sense this tension on your boss. You might sense this this stress that's happening and just praying, interceding for your boss on their behalf, that's spiritual warfare. Or there's been times where I've been in a grocery store and I've just been, I've sensed to pray for the management of that grocery store, so. Excellent, Pastor Bev, what are some examples of everyday spiritual warfare that you, you sense or you see? One thing that comes to mind is the, from James chapter 4, verse 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And so I quite often quote that verse out loud, acknowledging my submission to God and resisting Satan in any particular manner. And I think that's important for us to do so, because to resist Satan but not submitting ourselves to God doesn't work. I think of the example with the Mandy and I were with a couple, they were having marital troubles. And as we were talking, all of a sudden this voice came out of this man and we, what's that? And right away Mandy said, that's a demon. And she commanded the demon to be silent. Unfortunately, that man would not submit himself to God. And that demon continues to have influence in his life. 
So it has to be that purposeful decision. I'm going to do what you want, God, according to your word, and then I can use the power you've given me to accomplish God's will. So there's an example. Just if I can add to that, before we even go into spiritual warfare, we have to make sure there's nothing hidden in our lives. There's been meetings where we've gone into where somebody has basically read my freedom session inventories to me without knowing me, inventories I had only shared with my sponsor and my wife, but because they weren't hidden areas in my life, the enemy wasn't able to use them against me. Excellent. Thank you. Um, kind of related to what you said, uh, Pastor Bev, we, I know that we as a, as a team all week, we've been back and forth, we've been in prayer, we've been in discussion and multiple meetings as we try and navigate the whole COVID thing. And, and you know, we have, we have people that, that feel it's nothing but government oppression. We have others that say, no, this is, this is something very significant. And so as a staff, we're, we're trying to be sensitive and we're trying to follow the guidelines, but we're not trying to overreact. And we're just trying to really navigate a very difficult situation. What, um, how do you feel, uh, Pastor Bevel, let you answer it first, because it's a follow-up to maybe your comment. How do we discern when it's uh, an attack from the enemy to attacking the church, or how do we discern when it's the government that is trying to do what's best, and, and how do we respond? I think the one thing that comes to mind is when the uh, a person responding to us or interacting with us, when the, the intensity seems to be illogical, like, yes, this is an issue, but why are, are you almost attacking? I think of something just recently where I'm going, this seems over the top. And then I realized that this is instigation, perhaps, of Satan to push things farther than they need to be. And it was a very unpleasant uh, conversation where I had to also strongly interact. So to me, that's one of the, the common things when it just seems so out of the blue, so above and beyond, that this has come from somewhere that may be beyond that person. Okay. Uh, Pastor Nathan, how do you discern? Oh, that's so tough because sometimes you get some people who are like, I'm sensing in my spirit that this is an attack. And other people are like, well, no, um, or maybe. And so just sitting down with, with your spouse, your significant other, another friend, and being able to pray together and say, Father, open our eyes to what you're doing here. Open our eyes if there's any uh, deception from the enemy. And there has been times where our team here at Calvary has had to stand up and say, no, this is a line we won't cross because we do believe it's, it's spiritual warfare. And there's other times where like, okay, hey, some of this seems reasonable. We don't agree with it. And we're still choosing to, to trust God through it. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, another question that came in, it says that we have uh, prophecies from Genesis all the way to Revelation that are accurate, yet there are also satanic uh, forces that they do sometimes prophesy or predict the future. I think of someone like Nostradamus, and, and some of it appears accurate at times, and some of it's inaccurate. How is that possible, and how do we discern those spirits? Another great question, another tough question. Uh, from what I've decided to do personally, and this is an area I need to grow in as well, but to weigh it against the Word of God. Uh, oftentimes, I don't see prophets in the Bible 
uh, and this is something we learned at Bible school, prophesying uh, dates, mates, or babies. So no prophesying specific dates, no prophesying uh, spouses, no prophesying uh, future, future babies. And then, of course, being able to, to look at how prophets, prophets prophesy in the Bible. Is it similar? Is it bringing glory to God? Is it furthering his, his gospel, his, his works? And that's not to say our prophets don't always get it right either. There are times where I've seen prophets who have stepped back in humility and said, I didn't get this right. And then there's other Christian prophets where you have to wonder what source they're getting it from because there's absolutely no repentance for areas they were, they were wrong about. Okay. Pastor Bev, anything to add? Well, I would just add that there needs to be a humility in what we pronounce when things are, are beyond what are clearly in Scripture, and it's um, all too easy to... Uh, there's a, a Scripture, actually, in the Psalms that, or Proverbs that says, uh, better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Mm. And we should be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. But unfortunately, uh, some Christians are quick to speak, and um, that's be- that can become problematic. Uh, casting a doubt on the, on the Christian community, like, why are they coming up with these weird things that don't seem to in any way be fulfilled and don't acknowledge that that has happened? Very good. Uh, another thing that, that comes to mind is the Bible tells us to test all spirits, to discern all spirits. And the measuring stick that, that God has given us is, is the Word of God. Because the Bible also says that Satan wanders around like an angel of light trying to deceive. And so even if an angel comes to you, the word of God warns us, but if he speaks something that is contrary to the word of God, then we're not to believe that. So the word of God is our final authority. It is the measuring stick as to which we're to test everything supernatural or everything uh, spiritual. and another thing that, uh, that came to mind as well is we know that Satan has a plan and Satan has been, ever since the Garden of Eden, Satan has been conspiring against God to take control of this world. And so sometimes those who are in touch with the evil spirits, they tap into what his plan is and sometimes they can predict dates or they can predict events because they are in touch with what Satan's plan is for the future. And so sometimes they appear to get certain things right as well. But we know that God is the final authority and that God is the, um, the greatest power of all. And so we, we should use the word of God to, to test every spirit and to test everything. Um, one final question. Uh, it says, um, God talks about uh, watchmen on the walls, that he's placed watchmen to um, protect us or to watch out for his people. What, what does that look like to you, where, where God has placed watchmen on the wall to, to be aware of signs and things that are coming, especially as darkness approaches or, or evil things approach? How, what does it look like to be a watchman? The verses on Watchmen terrify me because I, I believe they're in Nehemiah where Nehemiah uh, instructs the builders of the wall to carry a trowel and a sword to both build and be on defense. But several verses talk about if you're a watchman and you see danger coming and you don't sound the trumpet, 
the blood of those who perish will be on your head as a watchman. And I think about how many Christians who have the calling of a watchman that don't bring that conviction, that don't speak the Spirit's voice when they sense it, that don't speak the truth, and how the blood of those who perish is going to be on, on them, on that calling. Okay, Pastor Bev, what to you, what does it look like to be a watchman? And well, watchmen can be men or women, I believe, who are not quick to speak, but are very careful in their words. People who we respect, people who we're willing to discern what they say, because there are those who very quickly will say whatever they may think, and those are others that you don't hear from that often, but when you hear, that's when you need to listen and discern. And uh, there are various people I've known over the years, Christians, who don't say a lot, but when they say something, you know they've got something to say. Mm. And so we need to be aware of that and to discern when those folks who are respected but are very careful in their words say a word of warning or a word of caution or whatever it is, then we need to be able to be willing to hear it, especially when we don't like what they have to hear, because we all want to hear good things. And at sometimes it's, it's a word that we don't really want to hear, but need to, to take heed and respond accordingly. Amen. I think that's so good that God has placed us in a community and he set people over our community. He set those that can discern certain things. I, I can think of ladies in our congregation that have come to us on different times because they're, they're sensing something or discerning something. I'm so appreciative of our elders and our pastoral team because we bounce things off each other continually and we challenge each other. And, and same thing in the body of Christ. We've, I've had people here come to us. Pastor Bev has had people come to him and Pastor OJ and, and just saying, hey, I'm thinking this or I'm sensing that. And I think that has a lot to do with being watchmen, that we watch over each other, we care for each other, we challenge each other, and I think that's huge as well. So uh, thank you very much, you guys, for your input this morning. Pastor Nathan, thank you for what you're doing in realms that many of us would never tread into, but God has called you into those realms. Uh, that's incredible. And uh, we're excited about next week, Pastor OJ being back on, sharing uh, on the sword of the Spirit. And uh, we're very thankful that you could join us today. And I'm just going to close in prayer, and then after that we'll have our, our closing video. So Father, we thank you that, God, you have placed us on this earth. Father, you've partnered us with you. God, you've given us power and authority to... Um, come against things that are happening against our families, against friends, against our church. Father, help us to be aware of the authority that you've given us in Christ Jesus. None of it is in our own strength. It is only in the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. And it's only through the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and the weapons that we've been given do we have authority in these areas. We pray for Pastor Nathan that you continue to bless the things that he's involved with, that you protect him. Father, 
Thank you for our team here, God, and for each person here that is part of this community. God, that you've placed us to sharpen each other. You said that iron sharpens iron. And Father, we're called to challenge each other and to push each other forward to greater things in you. And we pray for everyone watching today. If you have any concerns, if you have any things that we, anything we can pray with you about, that you contact us through one of our social media platforms or you call us or you text us directly because there are answers, there are um, spiritual breakthroughs that are available for you in your life. And we thank you for this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.